0: Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show.
1: Smooth like butter, sweet like honey, looks so good like she made of money. She's
0: blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. It's a woman.
2: It is is all mine on this uh, Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Yes, indeed. I am looking forward to this glorious San Diego weather coming up this weekend. And by the way, let me remind y'all oh, it's going to be glorious, my man, because we're actually going to break above the 50s. I see some looks. I'm getting in the control booth. It's going to be up into the 60s this weekend. And guess what else, y'all? Set your clocks forward this weekend. It is time to spring forward, babies. And I love the springtime in which we get more sunshine into the afternoon and thank you guys for bringing the sunshine to me every night of the week here on the andrea k show 6 to 8 p.m uh on the answer san diego fm 96.1 and streaming all over the world you asked for her and i deliver babies the one and only brigitte gabriel from act for america will be on the phone with us in just a few little minutes here so stay tuned uh you guys wanted her i got requests for her for on facebook for her to come on and weigh in on the jan 6 footage and she will be here momentarily and then at the bottom half of the show we got another new fan favorite which is uh, reggie littlejohn is going to be here to talk about the world health organization pandemic we've got those topics and more 888-344-1170 Is our call-in number live. Email me at Show if you missed tonight or any part of tonight's or any show. Download our podcast wherever you get your pods. And before I go any further, i got to bring in this man. It's DJ Potato Skins.
3: It might be a little warmer, but it's going to rain, and I'm quite over it. Who says it's going to rain? Oh, you need to check the weather, doll. It's going to rain Friday and Saturday.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that ain't good. (laughs) be good. Why you got to bust my bubble when it's Friday I'm sorry. Eve? Alright, well uh, so um, on top of all the attempts to censor Tucker Carlson by Schumer and others, uh, where we've got actual people in Congress trying to call for censorship and the denial of of the free press, right? The denial. Oh, I know, we've got to we, in order to save democracy we've got to deny a public figure, a host of a TV show, which is an opinion show, we got to deny him his free speech. It, it just doesn't get any more ridiculous, more moronic, and more tyrannical than that. Enter Benny Thompson. Uh, Benny Thompson, to refresh your memory, because I don't know how many of y'all out there in the Andrea K show ever actually listened uh, to anything from this Jan Six committee um but because you know uh, some people watched a little bit of it it was pretty clear that it was a sham uh i can't remember the term donald trump used for the committee uh that it was a, it, it was a, a, a sham trial or a show trial from the beginning um which of course it was and even before i want to remind all y'all even before tucker carlson recently released the unedited footage and you could see the truth didn't we all know that it was a sham didn't we all know before benny and one of the reasons why Uh, we know is that anybody who watched could see uh, they wouldn't allow any Republicans on the committee and on and on. One of the revelations today came from Benny Thompson. And like I said, I don't know how much of y'all even watched it. I mean, this was a major motion picture, basically not major, but it was a motion picture TV release. It was a production and, and it failed. It failed to get any traction with the American people. Before I bring in Brigitte to weigh in on this, I want to tell you guys that Benny Thompson, in case you don't even know who he is, he was actually the head of this committee. He said today, quote, that he doesn't think any of the Jan 6 members themselves ever, quote, had access to the footage. They let only staff view it. He says, still quoting, I'm actually not aware of any member of the committee who had access. We had a team of employees who kind of went through the video. Um, first of all, um, to say that that a member of Congress didn't have access, but a staffer might have greater security clearance than a congressperson this is just a bunch of hooey they're trying to separate themselves now from the fact that they that has been proven they've lied to the american people joining me now to discuss is brigitte gabriel a national security analyst new york times best selling author chairman of act for america late, her latest bestseller is rise and perpetual still to this date numero uno fan favorite on the andrea k show and he joins me now hello brigitte gabriel thank you so much for being here Oh, my goodness, Andrea. Thank you for having me with you. on with an introduction like this, you can call me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know by the time my show airs on the East Coast, it's really late your time. And you have already done more than half this country to try to save us from real security threats that this country is facing. And um, before we get into that, I mean, what do you make of this ridiculous comment by Benny Thompson that that nobody, uh, none of the committee members actually looked at any of the, f- uh, uh, the footage they didn 't have access to it, and it
1: was handpicked by staffers. Well, it is ridiculous, uh, but I, but I can shed one light on this, having worked with members of Congress for twenty years uh, as the Chairman of Act for America, I can tell you that the staffers have more clout and do more of the work than any of the heads uh, the Congress people and the senators that we see. Uh, they run the show. Having said that, it is shameful. If this is true, that the committee members who sat there and talked, uh, and, and held a sham trial, the fact that they have not viewed these states, uh, this is outrageous. The American public should be screaming to high heaven, watching the charade, the injustice, the manipulation, the corruption, the negligence, uh, the lying and conniving to the American people, the abuse of our Constitution happening on Capitol Hill. The American public need to be Repulsed, and we need to hold every single member of Congress accountable for their actions or lack of in serving our nation and upholding their oath.
2: Absolutely. In fact, first of all, when I first read this quote, I thought, well, of course, because these Congress people are so lazy. None of them are going to do anything they can have a staffer do. Um, that but, but the thing that – but him to try to claim they didn't have access is just to try to, you know, come up with an excuse for not having looked at the footage. And the other point I want to point out is this corroborates what we already know, Brigitte Gabriel from Act for America, that this was about staffers. This was like a TV production, including it being done by an ABC producer who was brought in. The staffers were like production assistants who cold video footage to match the script that was being written. And the script and the narrative that was all that was that, that ultimately what this entire committee was about pushing on to the American people was that Trump and 75 million MAGA voters were domestic violence extremists. We, and because they want to claim that there's nobody of color whoever supports Trump, that that also means we're that our movement is a white supremacy movement and the greatest threat to democracy in this country. And you, as probably one of our greatest experts and activists in national security,
1: you you know, that has to just gall you to no end, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. It galls me to no end. I mean, look, I'm an ethnic woman. I I came from the Middle East. I immigrated to the United States from the Middle East. Uh, You know, I have brown skin and I am as conservative and as Pro Trump as they come. And I'm not the only one. You know, we are a movement of of, of putting America first. We are tired of people serving their own interests, lining their own pockets, serving their own families instead of the American people. And the American people finally said enough is enough. We want somebody who speaks on behalf of the American public who doesn't care about his own interest but puts the interest of America first. And that's why the message of President Trump resonated with a lot of people who, who somehow were never Republicans or conservative. I know a lot of Democrats uh, that gravitated towards this message of America first, because we are a nation of immigrants. We are people who came from all over the world, who escaped tyranny, who escaped corruption to come to America, to enjoy freedom of speech, to enjoy a, a law and order, to enjoy a country where our where our government serves the people, not the other way around, like other countries in the world and that's why the message of putting america first resonated with a lot of people and those are the people who were offended and were speaking up about uh why we need uh, uh, um, uh, uh, transparency in our election, why we need integrity in our elections, why we need our elected officials to come up straight and tell the truth to the American people. And watching the charade, and like you said, this was nothing but theater. This was a rehearsed play with Mm -hmm. agents and writers and scriptwriters and performers, uh, including the committee who put on this whole sham performance for the American people with the number one goal of basically indicting Trump, making sure that Trump will be irrelevant in American politics, so they all can continue dwelling in their swamp, protecting their swamp, and working against the American people. Absolutely, working against
2: the American people. We're talking to Brigitte Gabriel, chairman of Act for America, and and by and by selectively picking this footage and by crafting the scripted narrative, they're able to declare this an insurrection, which it wasn't, which we can clearly see through the footage, then they were able to drag, using the FBI and the DOJ, 800 or so Americans to, to throw them into a gulag, denying them their constitutional rights, denying them medical treatment, denying them bail... And all because they were being persecuted and prosecuted for a political belief. We also know you may not be able to say Brigitte Gabriel because of your stature and who you are and and, and the organization you represent. But I'll say it. I can say that that was an orchestrated riot that took place at the Capitol with Ray Epps and the Capitol Police and the FBI and the DOJ and Nancy Pelosi and the Capitol Police and all of them as a part of it. That was everything that was going on with Trump down the street before they headed to the Capitol was peaceful. And those Americans have a right to assemble. They have a right to rally. They have a right to march to the Capitol and to express their views. Did some people commit some crimes? Yes, but it was none of them about insurrection. And we have Americans like the QAnon shaman who was entrapped. That was entrapment as they escort him around and then throw him in jail for four years. And these and these American citizens were denied their due process when they were not allowed to see all the footage and use it in their own defense.
1: It is unbelievable what is happening, but I am so glad that Kevin McCarthy tonight said he is releasing all the footage to the public, Good. and he's going to let the American people see everything, and it's about time. That's exactly what should happen. Journalists, people, everybody should have access to the video because the video doesn't lie, and don't manipulate the video. Let us see the images for ourselves, and let us decide, and look, we are a government of law and order. We want mm-hmm. law and order. Nobody wants Nobody wants people to destroy public property, destroy Hi. our statues, destroy our capital, invade our capital. We are a nation of law and order. We do not want our people criminalized uh, uh, because of uh, politics and having politics weaponized against them. Because you know what? If it was weaponized against the conservatives, it would be weaponized yep. against the liberals. And we are not a nation that's going to use politics to be weaponized against anybody. That's not how we became great as a nation we became great as a nation because we have checks and balances because we have transparency because we ha- we had on uh, honest journalism. But all that is gone. And the American people know it. And the American people are demanding justice. And the American people are demanding transparency. And I have to tell you, I am so glad that we have a Republican-controlled House, Mm -hmm. that we finally have checks and balances, that we finally have elected officials calling uh, 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 hearings in these committees and calling on the carpet uh, uh, all these people that, that, that are hiding or were hiding the last two years are doing anything that they want to do and felt that they can get away with anything. Well, the charade is over. People are going to be held accountable, and we are now witnessing the hearings on Capitol Hill that should have happened two years ago, mm-hmm. but it's never too late. They are at least now happening. Um, but then again, Andrea, that's exactly why the American public needs to be engaged. We can no longer afford to sit on the sidelines and thinking, oh, somebody else is going to do the fighting. I'm just enjoying the no. American dream. Well, if you are an American citizen who care about this country, if you are concerned about what's happening around you, you need to be engaged, you need to be informed, you need Mm -hmm. to be activated. And I encourage people at my... It resonates with you right now. Go to actforamerica.org and join us. actforamerica.org We are the largest organized grassroots mobilization fighting for to preserve freedom in our country, fighting for national security, fighting for law and order, fighting for secure borders. We need to come together and stand together and hold our elected officials responsible. Go to actforamerica.org and join us. Sign up to get our emails and action alert. We were able to pass, and I do not know if you know this, Andrea. Up to date, 178 bills on the federal wow. level and the state level to protect the country. Wow. So we are now working on designating Antifa as a domestic terrorist organization. We are working on so many bills in Congress. Go to ActForAmerica.org and check out all our campaigns and sign up to get our emails.
2: Oh my gosh, that's what we need. See, they've they have been controlling the narrative for two years. They've successfully been able to declare 75 million MAGA voters the threat to the society when the real threats are going unacknowledged, right? right. We and, and by the way, don't we still need to get the Muslim Brotherhood declared as a terrorist organization in, in, in addition to Antifa?
1: Oh, exactly. I, I, and not just them. Look, Iran is a terrorist country. Right, yes. Look at the Taliban. Right now, after 20 years of our blood sweat, the, our sons and daughters' blood mm-hmm. dying in Afghanistan, coming back home maimed, uh, memed, uh, and with all the billions of dollars we spent in Afghanistan, now we are sitting with the Taliban negotiating with them as an acknowledged world wow. government. Yeah. All made possible by the Biden administration. It is mind-boggling. You can't even make this stuff up.
2: No, and I encourage everybody, right, and I encourage everybody, before I let Brigitte go, thank you for bringing up Afghanistan. You can uh, Google and watch the testimony of a Marine talking about the Afghan withdrawal, and and it's absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, Maybe tomorrow morning, Skins and I will, will pull some clips from that. Thank you for reminding us of that. And see, that's why you've got to get involved with Act for America, because Brigitte Gabriel and her organization, they are the largest grassroots movement. They have done more to protect this nation from an security standpoint. Not. Obviously, y'all know the FBI has done because they're spending all their time trying to drag American citizens. They're not dealing with the threats that we face internationally or, within, right. or, or within our borders. Tell everybody again where to go, Brigitte Gabriel.
1: Uh, people can go to actforamerica.org, actforamerica.org. Now is the time for action. Get involved. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Fan favorite, Brigitte Gabriel. <laughs>
2: Thanks for great being with you. Thank you, hon. All bye right, bye. you guys, bye-bye now. You guys stay tuned. We've got, uh, at the bottom half of the hour, we've got Reggie Littlejohn is going to be here to talk about that World Health Organization pandemic treaty. We've got some Tucker information to share with you guys after we come back from the break, so don't go away. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego.
3: You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. I'm gonna read a couple little emails here. Frankie says, yes indeed. Uh it must be in response to my conversation with Brigitte Gabriel uh and my and what I was saying about it being a setup and uh what happened at the Capitol. And Frankie says, and Nancy Pelosi's daughter was the camera woman. Mm-hmm. She was. Um Mo says, Is it true that Sarah Huckabee said no to endorsing President Trump? Um, McConnell suffered a head concussion bacon and eggs this morning really good (laughs) it's always a good day when it starts with some bacon and eggs Um, I'm not sure the truth I haven't mentioned the Sarah Huckabee Sanders story because I'm not really sure the truth of it and what went down with the endorsement the non endorsement I think it's that there was a story that she had endorsed him for 2024 and she came out and said she had not not that she wasn't going to endorse him so I think she was just correcting the record on that and yes um, uh, cocaine Mitch suffered a head concussion. He fell, and um, so prayers for him. He's going to be in the hospital the next few days. All right. Um, speaking of wondering if something is true, there is something true that was revealed involving Tucker Carlson that was revealed in the Fox News lawsuit uh, that Dominion Machines had put forth. And I posed this question on social media today. Um, the, the text messages that were revealed involved uh, Tucker Carlson. And this was to people, including people within Fox News, during the time of the elections. And um, in one November 2020 exchange, Tucker Carlson said Trump's decision to snub Joe Biden's inauguration was, quote, so destructive. Please Uh, Carlson also added that Trump's post-election behavior was, quote, disgusting and that Tucker was, quote, trying to look away. In another text message two days before the January 6 attack, Carlson said, we are very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. I truly can't wait. I hate him passionately um the uh, what uh tucker carlson also said of the trump presidency that quote that's the last four years we're all pretending we've got a lot to show for it because admitting what a disaster it's been is too tough to digest but come on there isn't really an upside to trump and i posed the question i didn't have time to put on the facebook all the text messages um I think he did a good job with revealing the footage here. Does my question for you listeners out there does this change your perception of Tucker Carlson skins?
3: He's allowed an opinion.
2: He's allowed an opinion.
3: He's right on everything that he aired. I agree with all of his opinions on the January 6th stuff. If he didn't like Trump, well, a smart guy like him, I don't see it like. We have nothing to show for it. I'm sorry, I don't buy up to that.
2: Look, I don't care whether he hates Trump. There's a lot to like pe- him personally. You cannot like but him his personally. track
3: record speaks for himself.
2: Yeah, and to say that Trump's administration was a disaster no. means that you should really be taking his his and, and it means there's a reason why he's still on Fox there is some truth to what is being alleged that is be, that ultimately what's been revealed in these Dominion machine lawsuits is that Foxes and, and a lot of what people think are the conservative hosts on Fox are doing content just to placate you and that's not who they really are and I think that that was revealed for me one of the things I talked about was how he handled the Tony Bobolinsky story um, it's like he had the exclusive and then in the in the final days of the exclusive with Tony Bobolinski, he he basically was like, "This is really." A, he he basically culminated the Tony Bobolinski stories uh, segments. Basically, culminated with t- uh, Tucker going. Um, okay, that's it. Let's move on from this now. Instead of, uh, that's your takeaway is that we need to move on from it going into the November 2020 election so then you're just going to drop the story in October? Um, No. So I think that this is one of the reasons why I'm saying we need to be avoiding Fox News. I wouldn't even be giving Tucker Carlson eyeballs. Um, I'm only covering the story because of what the footage revealed, but I am not a Tucker Carlson fan and have not been. And that's why...
3: pretty Important can't it's important, really ignore it,
2: can't ignore it. But, um, I this has not changed my opinion of Tucker Carlson, it has confirmed it about him personally, and that's what I want to say on that. Um, I do like that. Um, we're going to play a clip here of Kevin McCarthy. This is an interview he did, it sounds like, um We've got a couple clips to play here. It sounds like my friend Matt Boyle from Breitbart, who I used to have on all the time, and I just kind of forgot about him, is interviewing Kevin McCarthy here. I want I want you to hear what Kevin McCarthy is having to say about uh, the fallout of the release of the footage. Clip two.
3: Your counterpart in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, uh, the Democrat Senate leader, uh, majority leader over there, uh, his reaction to this was he called for Rupert Murdoch and Fox News as a channel to censor Tucker Carlson. We see push for more censorship from the left all the time. That's their answer to everything. What's your reaction to Chuck Schumer trying to keep the information from the public?
0: I wish Chuck Schumer would read the Constitution. The Democrats always go to censorship. Yep. You, you watched what they did with the laptop. You watched what they did with Twitter. Yep. And they, they want to use government as much as they can to censure what people can see and what people can know. This is the difference between us. I believe in the Constitution. I trust the American people. And you should just have the ability to have all the information and let people make their own judgment.
2: We have a right to have the information, we have a right. You're going to take taxpayer money and spend millions of dollars to have a committee investigating? You better be releasing all 40,000 40, hours, especially should be released to anybody accused of committing a crime on that day. Here is clip three.
3: Do you think that there's anything in there that might lead to uh, you know, any of these convictions being vacated or people getting pardoned or something down the road?
0: I have not been able. It's 48,000 tapes. I haven't gone through them, so I don't know. But I leave that up to the justice system. But the one thing I will say is to be fair and equal justice if there's any person that's accused they should be able to have a right to see the tapes to make their own defense Mm -hmm.
2: not a defense how about an appeal to have their their trial and their judgment overturned how do they get their lives back gee what about the young man who was facing 15 years who killed himself how does somebody get their health back when they were denied medical treatment how does somebody get their career back, their money back, when they were denied bail because they held a political view? Not strong enough, McCarthy. He's not a nominee for me for Hero of the Week. He did a good thing in releasing to Tucker Carlson, but why didn't he release it to everybody all at once? Why only Tucker Carlson? So that Tucker Carlson can be Matt Taibbi and be cherry-picking? I don't even want Tucker Carlson to be cherry-picking what videos I see.
3: I, wouldn't call, I, I definitely wouldn't put him up for Stink of the Week, but definitely not a hero.
2: Absolutely. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears. We're going to bring bring on Reggie uh, Littlejohn. She's been on the show before. She's an attorney. Uh, she's also president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers and co-chair of Stop Vax Passports. And she posed a question. Is the January 6th video release a distraction from the World Health Organization pandemic treaty? Let's talk about it when we come back.
3: Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Be sure to stay tuned for tonight's A.K. Show to hear about winning a $50 gift certificate to Iron Mountain Outfitters, my favorite store. Stay tuned. All right. um, Joining me now... um, on tonight's Andrea K show. She's been on once before and she immediately became a fan favorite. People went to her website about Stop Vax Passports and they were starting to post comments like, I'm scared to death right now. Um, her name is Reggie Littlejohn and she's posting the question is, J- is the January 6th video release a distraction from the World Health Organization Pandemic Treaty? She is founder and president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers and co-chair of Stop Vax Passports Task Force and she joins me now. Hi Reggie Littlejohn. Welcome back to the Andrea K. show. Hey, Andrea K. It's really great to be back. All right. So um, why are you pondering the question whether or not the video release on Tucker Carlson is a distraction from the WHO's pandemic treaty?
4: Well, I mean, put it this way. I, I think the video release, um, is, you know, not on Tucker Carlson, but, but the whole timing of everything. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that Tucker is trying to distract us gotcha. At, gotcha. At, at all. I mean, and then I've watched both of his segments um, or, uh, on on the January sixth thing, and I think it's really important. I think it's really important what he said um, and showed that this was, in fact, not an insurrection, and it looks in in many ways more like a stroll through the you know the Capitol. But at the same time, I mean, I think that it, it, that. I'm not saying anybody's responsible for making it a distraction, but what I want to say is people can't get distracted by this. I mean, it it is absolutely so interesting and so horrifying to see the way that um, that poor guy, I forget his name, but his his videos – uh, he was called the QAnon Shaman or something. Yeah. Um, and they showed very selective videos of him. And you look at the other videos that, that Tucker found, and and he's just seen being escorted. Through, yeah. You know, and he's it, obviously not, you know, any kind of a threat. He's in a prayer, you know, in the Senate chambers, thanking God for the kindness of the police. Okay, all of that is really important. Okay, but you want to know something. This whole thing with the World Health Organization is really, really important, <laughs> okay? So I don't want people to get distracted. I mean, you know, it's like, come back, come back, because, yeah. because we are in really imminent danger uh, right now concerning the World Health Organization. So what's what's, what's going on is this, all right? Um, okay, so there are two instruments, um, and they call them instruments. They don't call them treaties, although they would they would destroy our our sovereignty. So they should be called treaties, but there are two instruments that the world health organization is negotiating right now. One of them could be passed as early as this may two Mm. months from now. Okay. Okay. And let me, and the other one um, is more like a year from may. So these things get passed at the world health assembly and they, and those happen in may in Geneva. All right. So these two together, would establish a biomedical global totalitarian surveillance state. Now why do I say that? I'm a lawyer. I've read these things. They're really really long and they're written in mind-numbing bureaucratic legalese,
2: right? But I can parse it out for you. And thank you for that by the way, cuz the rest of us would be would, you know, probably <sighs> Jab ourselves in the eyeball if we had to try to read it. (laughs) (laughs) I know I would. (laughs) That's a graphic image, but anyway.
4: All right, so listen. In the proposed, the what the one that that is could pass this this uh, May is it's called the (sighs) amendments to the international health regulations of the world. you know the World Health Organization. So what? One one of the there are many problems with this, but one of the problems is they have stricken the word non-binding out to make it binding. Okay. So so the World Health Organization has always been non-binding. They make recommendations. Now they're making like binding directives. That's what they want. If this if these get passed, and not only that, but. Up till now, before these 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 amendments, the world there had to be like a, a pandemic, like a real pandemic concerning humans, for the World Health Organization to sort of uh, start issuing uh, recommendations and and, and uh, intervening. Now it's lowered to something that they call a public health risk. Huh? Okay. So it's no, it's no longer a pandemic. It's a public health risk. So a public health risk, and, and also they combine this with this thing called One Health. So One Health um, it not only concerns human health, it concerns animal health, plant health, and environmental health. So any of those could kick in a public health risk, which would justify WHO intervention and they 've knocked out or they 're trying to knock out through these amendments the um the language that says that they have to have the permission of the country like our country, like our permission, to come in and and and, and, and take over our health care they knocked that out okay that that what they 're trying to do is they 're trying to strike that language these these amendments have not passed yet, but they could pass as early as May. Um, And another thing that they've done is the language that's in the current international health regulations is from the is from the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, which has been around for for decades. Um, So this language is in there now and they want to strike it. It says here, the implementation of these regulations shall be with the full respect for the dignity, human rights and fundamental freedoms of persons. All right. Why do they want to strike that out? I mean, that's concerning.
2: Yeah, is well, it- well, it is, and it's, and, and especially I want to make sure people have heard what you had to say, which was a lot. Is that basically what's going on here? Is they want to? It's no longer about. They're going to try to make you think that this has to do with uh, the the look what happened with COVID. We've got, you know, we're all in this together. You know, we've got to make sure that everybody's got all the right protocols in place across the country, and we need the world health across the world and in every country because we're all connected. Right? In case we have a pandemic. What you're saying is that this isn't even now about a pandemic. It's just any risk, public health risk, and not even just to humans. We're talking animals, plants. So what? They're going to come in and start, and, and the World Health Organization is going to come in and tell me whether or not I'm allowed to go to work or what I'm allowed to do because of a plant? Well, I mean, so, so
4: okay. Now, this is something that they're, that they're starting to talk about. This is the World Economic Forum, which is connected. Okay? Yes. These guys are all connected, all right? So they're starting to talk about fifteen minute cities. All right, have you heard of this?
2: No. What's a fifteen oh, minute city? Oh my
4: god. Okay, so fifteen minutes. There's two kinds of fifteen minute cities. One is is that they haven't really built it yet, and it's like they they have plans for this city that's in one long line. Um, so there's like a uh, some kind of a train that runs you know through it. And it's, uh, anyway, I don't want to deal with that. Okay. There's another kind. Where like Oxford, England is, is agreeing to become a 15 minute city where they divide the city into districts and you can't leave your district. Without oh, yes. Emission, yeah. OK. And, there, and that's about plants. OK, that's about the environment. So, oh, we don't you know, we're going to reduce emissions and stuff. Meanwhile, what it, the only way you can enforce that is by having surveillance cameras on every corner to make sure that people don't drive or, you know, walk or whatever it is out of their district if they don't have permission. And so it's it's an excuse to completely surveil everyone so that you can lock everybody down if you want to. So... That's, that's about the
2: environment. It's, it's controlling our movements. I have been saying for decades, Reggie Littlejohn, that if they can get control over energy and public health, then they, then the communists win. Then they will have control over our lives. And that's what's going on. This is not just about people having them, you know, in control of your thermostat and making you hot in the summer. This is about telling you whether you can walk across the street, whether you can leave your house, what you're allowed to eat with, they actually here in the U S want to set up smart cities you've heard about mm-hmm. the smart cities right yeah, yeah. and that's you know where you know and, and with it the, and they need the digital footprint you know and, and our lives all be cashless society and everything being a digital footprint so you're going to live in a little community you're going to ride your bike everywhere Amazon you're, is going to provide all your products your, your this and that your drugstore is going to be there your grocery store your doctor and you're not going to be able to get any tap in any of these products or services if your social credit score isn't high and that's so right. and, and, and they want to usher this in around the world Um, can I ask you to hold over I want to take a little break and we come back I want you to explain to me what how the National Defense Authorization Act is involved here because that's kind of scary to me so Reggie Mm Littlejohn is going to stay over the break and don't you go away you better stay with us as well
3: A.K. Dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her She's on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Continuing our discussion with Reggie Littlejohn. She's an attorney and co-chair of Stop Vax Passports Task Force. And after she was on last time, people went to the website and then they were commenting on Facebook how scared they were. like, <laughs> so, you know what? It is scary because you know what? They were never going to let you get back to the new, to, to normal. Okay, the new normal is complete control over your lives. That's their goal. And we're continuing to talk about the uh, the pandemic treaty but it's not really a treaty but it kind of is a world health organization so reggie you were going to explain about this what's hidden deep within is something related to our national defense authorization act what's the what's the pentagon got to do with this
4: okay so first thing is if you guys are scared Please do something like go to stopvaxpassports dot org and and let your congressman know. We've got an action there that you can sign and and let your your congressional representatives let Biden know that you don't want these things. Um, and I actually think that we should just withdraw from the WHO. Yes. Um, and and that we should tie you know the Democrats or the Biden administration's desire to. Uh, raise the debt ceiling and just say no unless you unless you uh, withdraw from the WHO. So that's the bottom line, and I just wanted to get that out because sometimes interviews end and I didn't get to say it gotcha. right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so so about the National Defense Authorization Act. All right, um, this was an act that was signed into law by Biden on December 23rd of 2022. In other words, the very end. Yep. Of the last Congress it's 1772 pages long so nobody read that thing and it and and on page 950 this there appears the the International Pandemic Preparedness Act of 2022 so this is like an act within an act and in, in the, so this act has been passed by Congress it has it, it it's law and what it does is it basically uh, makes it so that Anything that is passed by the World Health Organization subverts our treaty process and just automatically becomes law of the United States. See, and this is the thing. people Well, are hold saying, on oh. just a second,
2: because somebody yeah, yeah. had texted me a question. Well, doesn't Congress have to approve it? So basically what exactly. you're saying, they don't anymore, because no. on page 950 of the mm-hmm. National Defense Authorization Act, they've laid the groundwork for this World Health Organization treaty.
4: Exactly. So this is the thing. Our founding fathers made it so that anything that's a treaty, in other words, anything that would affect our national sovereignty, has to go through the Senate, and it has to have a two-thirds majority, not a simple majority. Right. Okay? So people are saying, oh, you know, we don't need to worry about this because it's going to go through our Senate. No. this, This hidden... Act within an act, an international pandemic preparedness act of 2022 can be used by by the Biden administration to say, look, this has already been passed. We already passed that we are going to adhere to and comply with um, what the wording is other relevant frameworks that contribute to global health um, security. So that's very broad. Other relevant frameworks. What the he- the hell is? I mean, what the heck? I'm sorry. That's Does okay. that mean? I apologize. I apologize. Um, you know. So, wow. so obviously, the the um, amendments to the international health regulations would um, fit into a relevant framework that yeah. contributes to global health security. And the thing is that. You, ha- you know, In order for our Constitution to function the way it's supposed to, it needs people to advocate for and to make sure that it's going to function. But the Biden administration is driving a lot of these amendments, and they're not going to make sure that, that, that it functions that way. Um, so uh, I mean, the look, the,
2: the, look, the Biden administration is all in on this great reset, the World Health Organization. That's so much about what Ukraine is all about. And, you know, with the, and I love this takeaway here in uh, an email that I got that says this is a global ske- scheme to steal sovereignty from nation states, track citizens with digital IDs, restrict movement, censor free speech and ultimately destroy Western civilization. Reggie is not being hyperbolic with that statement. That is is ultimately what this is about. And Republicans signed on for that NDAA in December of 2022, and probably none of them read it. Probably half of them don't even know that that language is in there. And we've oh, got yes. to and we've got to be pushing back uh, uh, against this because this is it, right? If they pass this in May, I mean, what recourse do we have? Okay, so that's right. This is really an emergency, okay? So so
4: there, there is no recourse because if they, the other part of this um, that I haven't discussed yet
2: is that they want to. Well, we've only got two minutes left.
4: They, they, we um, that they want to establish a global surveillance system. They want to have um, a censorship system. Um, so if we have global surveillance and they're tracking us and they're censoring us, um, and if they can, and if they connect it to the, the central bank digital currency or even just to our credit cards and yep. bank accounts, then if we dissent then we're just going to get shut off of our credit cards and our bank accounts and we will be silenced. So please go to stopvaxpassports.org and, and sign the, um, the action item here saying we need to withdraw from the WHO and we need to use that as leverage that we will not increase the debt ceiling unless the president agrees to withdraw us from the World Health Organization.
2: That's, that's great leverage. That's great, great use. And we, and we just talked last night on the, uh, excuse me, on the show about a a success we had locally here and getting some people rehired, um, in San Diego County that were denied their jobs because they didn't want to get the vax. When you, we start speaking up and we start pushing back, we can win, but it has to be en masse. And they have to believe us that when we say we're not going to put up with this as American citizens, but we can't wait until after this crap gets done in May. We got to be speaking up. Now, tell everybody again the uh, website where they can go and get active.
4: Okay, it's stopvax.org. Stopvaxpassports.org. And we have the best webinars in the world with the top experts in the world explaining all of this stuff. But if you just want to do something quick, just sign, you know, we have uh, something you can sign that will go to your congressional representatives and to Biden.
2: Reggie, Reggie Littlejohn, we appreciate you so much. Thanks for being here. God bless. God bless you. Thank you. All right. Now, stay tuned. we got Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea Kay Show coming right up. Don't go away.